You're listening to the Don's Cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. And mate, I know that you're uh, travelling interstate um, and I've got you driving back to Victoria. So um, we apologise tonight for if any audio problems. Um, it's mainly because Nicholas, or Nick is against the clock. Uh, trying to get back into Melbourne, uh, yeah, start work early in the morning. So, um, yeah, we won't make our uh, episode as long as normal, um, and that's mainly just because of uh, Nick needs to do this travel time. And uh, but we didn't want to dodge not doing a review show just because we lost. Uh, this would have happened even if we even if we'd won by thirty goals, mate. Um, would have been under these kind of conditions. And then, uh, we've got a lot of shows this year, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, particularly uh, after the injury news. Um, looks like uh, Draper, they're saying uh, syndesmosis, which we all know that uh, due to Jake Stringer and, um, and others last year. Um, yeah, so they're saying 12 to 14 weeks, mate, at this stage for... Sam Draper, which is uh, quite upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. No good, is it? And, um, yeah, and then obviously one of the other big ones was Dylan Shield. Uh, now, he's avoided the ACL, but uh, they think it's a torn meniscus. And uh, Dylan is quoted as saying they can be anywhere between 7 to 12 weeks themselves. So... That's uh, two, two of our better players, or at least on paper, um, better players that are going to be missing large periods of the season. Yeah, good, mate. I guess, you know, it's not like we were playing with the start, but at least to begin with, and then, uh, yeah, two of your big, uh, big names go out. Uh, they weren't alive. No, and then Jai Caldwell, um, they're saying a typical hamstring, three to four weeks. Um, it's... Uh, he was one of our better players, I thought, early. Um, even Dylan Shield, I thought, early gave a bit. So um, it's kind of disappointing, the players that were actually having a go early in that game when we were going into the fire, um, they've uh, copped unlucky injuries. Uh, which isn't saying a lot, but um, you know, and as for Sammy Draper, like, 
And uh, I pre predict uh, Mady will be running into a fair few black spots. So, as I said, this is not going to be our normal um, normal kind of interview. So, apologise for this. I uh, just lost you there, mate. Um, uh, I'd say you're entering okay. one of those many okay. black spots. <laughs> such a shame when he's so young um, to cop these long-term injuries and uh, you know let's hope um, you know he can get himself right for the at least the back half of this year and um, you know have a full pre-season uh, because it, I don't think he's gonna have to worry about preparing for finals at this stage mate <laughs> no, <stay laughs> yeah so now it's been a tough start to the season um, I think we lost the golden opportunity to Pick up a win against the Hawks, um, which we have all, you know, we've all said as much as we can about that game. But uh, yeah, Port just showed they were clearly a class ahead. to find um, good winners on the ground, mate, because um, as I said, the, the power kind of controlled the play and they could take it from one end to another and I think at half time they'd kicked eight goals from our defence. Uh, just, you know, and, and we saw that against Hawthorne as well where once we lost possession of the footy, it was easy for the other team to go uh, and get a goal the other way. Charlie Dixon. Well, I think that's where I'm really critical of uh, Ben Rutten. Um, I yeah. think as a coach, you've got to be you've got to be flexible. And um, you know, you know, when he said, to, "Yeah, I'm not moving Hooker," and and fair enough, Hooker might not be able to go with Dixon on a lead and and so forth. But I mean. You're playing a bloke who's giving away probably 15 to 20 kilos away um, and and a considerable height difference. Um, if you're not going to... Like, fine, if you want to make that decision, that's great. But bring BZT in. Even if you don't think he's ready, he's got to be the one who's going to play a little bit taller and play on a... You know, for his development, even if he's a bit underdone. I would much be more comfortable watching that 
than watching Francis trying to go with someone who's he's just clearly... Uh, it's not a competition, especially with the amount of ball that Port were winning. Definitely. Um, yeah, we didn't. We had very few winners, and uh, as we'll see soon when we do our Don's Cast Medal votes, um, some games when you get torched like we did uh, yesterday, you look at it and go, "Gee, it's hard to find five players uh, worthy of getting a vote." Um, and you know what I mean, like a. I think most people, when they're doing votes and that, you don't want to be someone who just looks at the stat sheet and go, oh, well, he had 30 possessions. But, like, you can have 30 possessions and be ineffective at the game. Um, yep. So, yeah, I'm more likely to look at someone who's actually impacted the game. And, you know, when you get beaten convincingly, it's um, it's hard to find those players. Uh, up forward, mate, uh, we actually got... Six goals between them, uh, between Hooker and uh, AMT. And uh, for the amount of... The only, I think we only had 39 entries into the forward 50. Um, yeah, I was actually... Yeah, that's that's a pretty good return, uh, considering how the ball was coming in as well. Yeah, that was great to see. Um, you know, and it, it wasn't a gimme. You know, he had the, you know, he, uh, I'm sure he'd have some mental demons, like, you know, when you're having your first shot at goal in the AFL. And, um, yeah, I really liked how he composed himself and steered that through. Um, and, yeah, look, he, again, it was, he wasn't our worst player, that's for sure. Um, and, look, he's raw, but... Uh, yeah, I think there's going to be a real good player there uh, once he gets his feet um, really settled in. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think he's a good player. 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 Um,
still very slight of play by this one. Um, but I thought he still did you know, try to um, you know, try to tackle hard. Um, not get time with off his time. But I think the one thing that he's not yet um, used to his best advantage is actually his height. Like, um, you know, two metres tall. Um, that's the one thing that like, really sets him apart. It's like he's still playing like a, a player that's like that one sort of 180, 190 centimetres. Like, um, as soon as he starts using his height uh, and his leap is a um he'll be a uh, scary prospect proposition tonight. Um, and as much uh, as like he's poor at the moment, the um, more games we can get into him, better like he's a more confident than his teammates. Uh, and uh, Rutten, Ben Rutten has uh, basically been uh, analysed, you know, obviously due to our slow start, but um, there's a lot of people uh, serving a bit of criticism saying that he uh, should be up in the box rather than down on the bench. Um, and he, uh, Kane Corn said today that he doesn't seem to interact with his players even, so I don't know what the benefit is of, of him being down on the bench. Um, what's your thoughts on that, mate? Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, maybe it's good for younger players, but I think it's also good for the younger players. But, well, I guess, if he's just looking for this, this is a, it's a year, let's put everything into that. Um, but, I mean, that means he's not seeing the game realistically like that. Like, now, when you see the ground, like, like full view, you see how people structure up. Like, from ground level, it's very difficult to, to actually appreciate all that. Um, but I'm personally not a massive fan of him on game day being down on the ground. I'm, I think that's more a whole of senior mentors to play that. Um, I think the senior coach should be up in the box. Uh, we're watching the game and make moves appropriately. Um, we were just getting cut up at times. And as you say, like, we're just not reactive at all um, in terms of speed. You know, people get run on. We stick with the same old thing and expect different results. And, uh, you know, that's the, that's the definition of insanity, mate. But uh, it keeps on the same thing. Oh, look, I think it's easy to make that judgment when you're losing um, from afar. So, like, and, you know, I I want to give Ben Rutten the benefit of the doubt. Like, you know, um, I don't think the, I don't think it was the right move to keep Walswold last year. So I think he's going to get judged harsher than any other first-year coach because they're going to say, well, really, you, you were a coach last year as well. Um, and, yeah. like, we, we've had the conversation around mixed messaging, you know, like, you can't have two chiefs and uh, expect the same consensus. So, yeah. personally, um, yeah, I think he's damned if he did, damned if he didn't. Like, probably if he was up in the box, someone would say, oh, he should be down there talking to his young player. <laughs> so, um, but I do agree with you. It is hard to see 
how the players are setting up across the field from uh, ground level, uh, particularly when you're on one side. And I know uh, Daniel Jean Syracuse and also Blake Carousella are well-trusted uh, in the coaching ranks, and I'm sure they are doing a bulk of that work. But I'd be thinking that, um, yeah, at some stage, Ben Rutten will want to have a good overlook at that um, just for his own benefit. Um, but, yeah, look, um, because this is a shortened kind of uh, episode, mate, um, we've got to do by the numbers. So what we'll do, um, we'll have a quick break and we'll just do our Don's cast medal votes and then we'll come back and we'll rather than reviewing the game in depth, we'll probably more so do it through by the numbers and um, we can make comments on each player. Um, so we'll have a break, mate, and then I'll come back to you and we can do our Don's cast medal vote. And you're listening to Don's cast. And, mate, we do our Don's cast medal votes each round. And, mate, who did you give your uh, five votes to on Saturday? Um, 
he was uh, he's another one who could uh, lead the down the line. Um, we've got plenty of content. I actually thought he gave Fantasia uh, a bit of a run for his money at the time. I'd like fairly difficult for him. You know, when Fantasia did get the footy, um, you know, he's under quite a lot of pressure and uh, he's afraid of it. My votes for the the day, mate, was um, it was as I said, hard to find winners like you. But yeah, I'll go the reverse order, mate. To you, I, I went five to Ridley as well. Um, and look, to be fair, the ball's down there a lot, so he had a lot of opportunities to get uh, his hands on the ball. But as you say, he uses the ball so well, and um, you know, I know. Look, a lot of our players do look for him. Uh, and I expect him to be locked down a bit more. You know, I expect defensive forwards to go on to him because, uh, you know, at the moment, obviously, we're not playing good footy, so and we're not being as damaging as we could. But I think when we become a good side, um, that'll be the part of his uh, game that he'll have to work really hard at is when he gets a lockdown forward to try and uh, stifle his offence. Um how will he handle that? But um, yeah, at the moment he's uh, getting a lot of free ball, and because he uses it so well, our players are looking for him. So yeah, definitely gave him the five. He had like over six hundred meters gained, and um, yeah, overall was a you know, considering how much the ball was down there, he was always going to find the footy. But it's what he did with it that I gave him the five votes. Um, I gave four to Tipper actually, and. Uh, some people might say, oh, how can you give him four? He only kicked three goals. and um, But to me, that's the impact that you have in the game. And um, obviously, we didn't, we were never going to win that game. But out of his limited opportunities, he made the most of them nearly. Like he, I would have loved for him to carry back and kick that goal in the um, last quarter. You know, four goals would have been a really fitting result for him. But um, yeah, I still think he was, uh, yeah, obviously... Uh, even though Hooker kicked three, uh, Hooker was a bit more quiet and they kind of come in burst, whereas I thought um, Tipper laid some good uh, body pressure on the Port players trying to run out of their de- defence. So, yeah, well under Tipper for four. Now I go three to Hind again. 
plenty of ball down there, but also um, he worked so hard defensively. And, yeah, he, he did play on Raz a fair bit. And um, even though Raz had a lot more opportunities, um, you know, to keep him to two goals, I think, was um, not bad considering how much the ball was down there. So I thought he made him second-guess a, a few times just because of his speed. Um I actually gave uh, two votes to Merritt, mate. I, I, I take on board he wasn't uh, damaging, but uh, I think he did work into the game. Um, and look, he at this stage, once you once you get shellacked, you're really just clutching at straws to give votes. But I, I thought overall he worked pretty hard throughout the game. And just finally, I gave one vote to Redmond. Again, the ball was down there a fair bit, and there's a fair chance to find a bit of footy. But um, yeah, and look, he wasn't—he—he he made his blue, so don't get me wrong. But I thought it was one of Redmond's better games for a while. Um, yeah, I don't, we saw last year how much he struggled, and um, I just hope he can build into this season because, yeah, prior to last year, mate, you would have said he's one of our up-and-coming uh, good half-back flankers. So. Um, yep. I just hope that uh, you know this is a bit of a start for him because uh, obviously we're tipped to be fairly poor this year, um, you know, in terms of how much ball's going to be coming down. So there's going to be opportunity for him. What I don't want to see is him getting torched, um, torched too much because last year I think he had that defeatist mode where he would actually drop his head and. Um, yeah, and when the opposition saw that, they took advantage of that. So let's do a quick overall, mate, um, at the moment. So after round two, um, on the Don's cast medal votes, uh, it's Nick Hind who leads. He's on 14 votes. Um, second is Jordan Ridley with 12. Andy McGrath on 10. Zach Merritt on 9. AMT, or Anthony McDonald, Tip Woody on 7. Dyson Heppel, who didn't play, on 3. Dylan Shear with 2. Jaden Laverde with 1. Mason Redmond with 1. And Sam Draper with 1. And uh, as I said, you can see a lot of the uh, backmen there, mate, in votes. Um... So I think that kind of replicates where we are in the, in the or reflects more so uh, where we are as a team with uh, so many of the defenders getting votes. Yeah, all right. Well, let's have a break, mate, and we'll come back and we'll just go by the numbers. listening to the Don's cast and uh, again we apologize for the audio this uh, for this uh, episode um, you know, Nick is making a transit trip that had to be done virtually straight away for him to get back from Canberra or go to Canberra from Canberra to Melbourne so um, yeah we again apologize for this uh, episode um, we will usually have better audio than this so Thanks for bearing with us if you do decide to do that. Um, mate, uh, we're up to buy the numbers and we'll make it a bit briefer than what we usually would because um, 
obviously the our audio is not being the kindest to us, but um, Andy McGrath, mate, I, I thought he struggled on the night, uh, well, on the day, really. Sorry, I keep referring to night games. Um, I, I think I'm used to playing so many night games, but um, yeah, I, I thought he um, really struggled uh, under the pressure. I think they really must have looked at his game last week and they really put a lot of time and effort into him and he, he seemed to struggle to have any time and space and when he did get it, uh, we saw those helicopter kicks uh, start to become a bit more apparent. Sam Draper, really unfortunate news. He's going to miss a large chunk of this season. Um, you know, with the syndesmosis injury, it looks like. And um, you know, as I said uh, at the start, they're saying 12 to 14 weeks, probably the best case scenario at the moment. So possibility of him getting back uh, prior to the end of the season, but um, how much conditioning he'll need to to play a full game. You know, he may be pushing uphill to get back, but. Uh, let's hope he can get back for the preseason. I'm, I feel terrible saying that when it's only round two, but um, you know, he, he was such a you know an important part of our cog of our future. Um, really sad to see him go down, but yeah, I thought he was really outrucked on the day. Um, and yeah, he, he before the injury even he, uh, he just his timing was off with his ruck taps, and yeah, it just wasn't his day. And I guess. Hindsight again, mate. Um, would have been nice to pull the sub call at halftime and just say, uh, you know what, um, I can see the future and you're going to get injured if you keep playing like that. So uh, sit out um, and we'll we'll bring on Tom Cutler for you. Oh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> you got Tom Cutler playing the no-rat role, mate. Um, it's, um, yeah, I mean, he's... Um, He's a pretty, like, as we know, it's a fairly, he's fairly raw. Like, he's a, he's a real talent. Um, you know, he does some good things. Um, one thing he'll never lack is his talent, um, like, talent and effort. Um, but obviously his timing um, still needs quite a bit of work. But, like, I think he, you know, he did get beaten in the, in the contest, but, um, you know, Darcy Parrish, um, yeah, I thought it was a pretty poor game by Darcy. Um, uh, yeah, it was good to see him get a little bit of on-ball time. Um, I thought he got more on-ball time 
against Port than he did Hawthorne. And um, we kind of called for that last week, mate. But, um, geez, kicking was poor. I think he was at 40% accuracy um, with his kicking. Um, and mind you, he's, we do know he likes to handball rather than kick. But, um, yeah, we just couldn't afford that on the day. And, yeah, a lot of turnovers. And, and, so, and like I said, Darcy's best is very good. But um, he's still got areas to improve his game. Yeah, he certainly does, mate. Um, you know, very average of a day, I'd have to say. Um, yeah, like, because when his kicking becomes a liability, it sort of takes away from all the good he does. Because like, he does have finding hands, he is good at swooping on the footy and can extract it um, very well. But when he's kicking like that, um, you know, it, it really hurts, especially when Paul was well, able to grab the footy and dissect it. Yeah, Kyle Langford worked his way into the game. Um, yeah, he wasn't brilliant again. Like he, I think he only had the 17 possessions, but a lot of those came in the last quarter when he um, yeah, got on his bike a bit. And I, I just think um, yeah, Kyle's started this season fairly slow considering he'd become one of our better players um, at the end of last year, I thought. But um, yeah, I think, again, because the footy's played at a different pace this year, I think it's going to take Kyle a couple of weeks just to get, um, you know, when we're seeing it with Patrick Cripps, and I'm not referring Cripps and Langford as the same, so don't get me wrong, but I mean, those players that don't, that are as quick can sometimes be, um, you know, they can be left out of the plays when the plays play really quick. Um, and we just saw in the last quarter he started to, you know, take a few marks as well around the ground and, I think that's his point of difference. So hopefully Kyle keeps working uh, at ways to be more impactful during the games. Yeah, it's so sort of funny because everyone was um, talking him up during the preseason, saying, "Oh, geez, he's looking quick, he's looking strong, he's looking fast." Um, but we like I haven't really seen him take his game uh, to that new level yet. Like um, he seems to be playing. Devin Smith, he's another one who struggled, I thought. Um, had a couple of shots at goal, but, mate, I don't know about you, when I see him lining up from 45 metres, I think that's a bit of a, a stretch for him. Um, yeah, mind you, he did kick a nice goal in that, or their last goal against the Hawks, and that was about, I reckon that's the, the top of his range. Um, and, yeah, when he's lining up and you see him marching, you know, uh, beyond 50, um yeah, to be honest, I never think it's even half a chance of going through. And um, I just think he's 
he looks a bit cooked to be honest, mate. I, I know um, he's uh, you know he's nowhere near where he was in back in that 2018 season. So um, maybe with Joe Caldwell's injury, he might get a little bit of on on ball time. But um, to be honest, he hasn't really warranted that. I don't think on the back of how he's been playing. Jai Caldwell, we've already discussed that he picked up that injury, but again, and I referred to it at the start of the show, I thought he played pretty well. Um, he was working his way into the game, and uh, he was definitely putting his head over the ball, which we've come to expect, um, or we will come to expect, and that's one of his real traits. Um, is he's a competitor who goes after the ball, but as you say, mate, he's picked up a hamstring injury, and um, you know, GWS had to put a lot of work into his body and uh, I think that's why they were a little bit disappointed to lose him when they thought they'd got it right and you know, to pick up a hamstring injury we all know they can be niggling injuries that can be reoccurring and um, you know, I just hope Vesson would play it pretty cautious because uh, we just don't want him to be having hammies all year so um, yeah, they might take the long-term option on this one, mate, just so it heals properly. He's only 21 as well, so we're not even 21 yet, I think. So uh, he's definitely got a big future. Um, yeah, Zach Merritt, captain on the day. Um, he ended up getting 28 possessions, but 
you know, didn't really make a stand, especially early when um, when we were getting those first five goals kicked against us, mate. It was a, a, you know, wasn't the kind of start that you're expecting, but um, yeah, I thought he ended up working his way into the game, um, and uh, I think that's one thing Zach's going to have to cop all year is uh, he's going to be either first or second tag behind uh, Andy McGrath and. Um, you know, because now, especially with Caldwell out as well, uh, they're going to have to win the ball themselves and, and get to the cold face to try and make an impact on the play. Marty Gleeson um, got back into the side um, when Dyson Heppel came out of the team. Uh, and mate, like he, he ended up getting something like 19 disposals, but again, the, our back line saw a lot of the footy. Um, I didn't see him do anything too attacking or um, yeah, his possessions weren't the clearest. Um, and and I'll, I'll give it, he was under a lot of pressure as most of our backmen were, but I don't know, mate. I think if we're in a development year, I think it's trying to um, trying to make a decision now where we invest our games into. Um, and I'm more in the line of thinking, let's start um, you know, investing in our youth and let's uh, you know, start to have a look at, even if they're not ready yet, have a quick look at Zach Reid. Um, you know, it's time to... You know, BZT should be playing. Um, uh, these kind of players should be inside before Marty Gleeson, in my view. And uh, and uh, Marty's the one that I think we do judge harshly, mate. I think um, our theme is we do judge him harshly. And as I said, he had 19 disposals and um, definitely his effort could never be questioned. But mine is more philosophical, is that uh, if we're having a development year, let's be open and honest about that. And uh, let's actually uh, make some decisions that reflect that. Yeah, and it is like it is sort of sad to see like you know, when um, when Marty was up and flying like some years ago now, like he just looked like he, he read it so well. Like, um, I, I don't think he really got to richly status, but we we definitely depended on him down the 
down there. But since he, um, he had those injuries with the ankles and stuff like that, he's just never come back as a safe player. Um, and to mind, like even this game where he had, you know, 19 moments or whatever, there wasn't really any time where I thought he looked as short with the footy. Um, the, best, like, the bit that used to make him such a good player was um, he'd take the attacking option. Um, he'd back himself. Uh, he was still keeping the footy, had a bit of pace. He's obviously lost that bit of pace, um, you know, through the injury. Um, and it's like he's um, sort of lost that flair and, and um, that you know, willingness, willingness to be brave um, with a footy and make the dangerous kick, um, which is a bit, a bit of a shame. And, like, um, yeah, because that, that was a big credit to him when he did use it. But, um, you yeah, know, in this game, he, I don't know, even... There was that um, mark where he did um, basically stand in the hole and um, take a mark where it was a, a dangerous position of the ground to, to take it. Like, so that was, that was good trying. He can still read the ball, um, but he, he, he still looked timid with it. And when he had the footy, it'd be you know quick handballs um, to a sort of nothing option. Um, you know, I, I didn't think it was a great game for him. Yes, he's finding the footy, but um, unless you're really doing something with it that benefits the side, um, and like numbers don't tell the whole story tonight. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Dylan Shield, obviously we've got the bad news about his injury. Um, still not 100% sure how long he'll miss. Uh, the estimation is between 7 to 12 weeks. Um, if it's a torn meniscus and Dylan says he's had one of those before um, so let's hope his recovery will be fairly quick um, because we just don't have the luxury to lose players like Dylan Shield um, and I thought he actually was the better of our midfielders in terms of uh, the way he tacked the ball there's a couple of times where he tucked the ball under his shoulder and um, and went for a run and yeah, he didn't actually kick the goal, but he actually looked to be attacking, and I think that's when Dylan plays his best footy. Uh, but obviously, we're going to miss him for a few weeks now. Yeah, which is a real shame. Um, so hopefully, um, you know, it comes back fit and firing. Um, but yeah, like I spoke about, spoke enough about him when I um, did my votes. Uh, I thought he had a, an alright game up until he got injured, but. Um, yeah, we'll get to him and have you, um, yeah, come back later and play Now, um, Aaron Francis, mate, I, I, look, I'm not going to... I don't think he deserves any criticism because I just think Ben Rutten put him in a position where he just couldn't win. Um, and, and to give Francis some credit, he actually attacked the ball like we, we always know, and that's his biggest positivity, but also his biggest negative is he sometimes backs himself too much and leaves us really exposed down the back. Um, there's a couple of intercepts he, you know, he pulled off against um, Charlie Dixon, but like he's just not suited to play on that kind of player. And um, I hate to say it, if Essendon think he's going to turn into that player, uh, I think they're going to waste a lot of years finding out he's not that player. And um, as I said, he's suited to be a third man up, um, you know, as is Jordan Ridley in a way, but. Jordan is starting to show a little bit more of accountability for his man, but 
Uh, I think where we leave ourselves exposed, they both do hunt the football and back themselves in, which can be a good thing, but uh, we're seeing a lot of easy goals out the back. And I saw Aaron Francis um, on TV screen after the game, and uh, he looked totally dejected. And I, you know, We've talked about him being a confidence player, but um, yeah, he looked really dejected after the game. And you know, I just hope Ben Rutten... Yeah, it doesn't ruin this boy's confidence to a point where he just uh, he loses that asset of actually starting to uh, back himself a bit more and and knowing when to back himself. And I think that's his biggest problem is that uh, he tries to force the hand on um, you know trying to be this intercept player, but he forgets that there's accountability as well and. Um, yeah, again, I just think Ben Rutten's really got to be more flexible uh, with how he sees Aaron. Yeah, I'd agree with that, mate. Um, you know, we talked about him before. He's totally outside against Dixon. He's not the key defender. Um, so, yeah, like, when you assist with trying to play this guy out of his natural position, out of his natural game, um, yeah, naturally the guy's going to get his head down because he wants to be full for the end of the footy But no one, we're not really uh, setting him up for success. And without having a proper key uh obviously our injuries mean we don't really have one down there. But, geez, I would have even gone with, you know, someone like Peter, I was having a massive impact on board. I would have even tried and throw it in down back on Dixon. Just say, like, stick on him. Um... That's right. Um, Tom Cutler was the medical sub two weeks in a row, um, and he obviously was going to get on uh, after all those injuries. And uh, he came on for Jai Caldwell, um, and after he'd done his hammy, and like I said, I think he, he amassed something like ten possessions, mate. Um, but he looked—he's <laughs> so timid with the ball, mate, around the packs, and that. Um, yeah, I just can't trust him in a contest. Um, he actually used the ball okay uh, near the end of the game. I think he, yeah, to be fair, he hadn't played um, the week before, and um, he actually used the ball okay. But there's a couple of times when he first got on the ground. Uh, there's one right near a boundary line, and he just like, you know, kind of kicked the ball one or two meters outside, out out, out of bounds, and um, I'm thinking. Stand up, take the tackle. Like you can see, he was so concerned about the uh, wearing a bump. Um, 
that he, you know, he took all focus off trying to kick the footy. Um, and, yeah, I, I just, sad to say, but I don't think uh, Tom Cutler is going to be the kind of player that um, you want to build your future around um, in terms of, you know, future team. And, and that's where I think, you know, I would much rather see Archie Perkins playing than uh, investing time into, you know, Tom Cutler and I think we know what we've got with Tom now um, you know in his second season um, even though it's only very early days um, I don't think you can turn around uh, your approach to the game massively and I think Tom's always going to be someone who's a little bit conscious of uh, players around him and yeah I, I think you know we need to start to make some clear decisions uh, especially if we are in the in the um, basis of a rebuild. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that, Jamie. Um, you know, just the way he uh, he's not a big fan of the contest. Like, yeah, that was that one on the boundary, and then there was one in the goals where where he had the opportunity to actually grab the footy uh, and take it out, but he it's like he um, he wanted the ball player to grab it so he could then try to tackle the ball player. Um, but the poor player grabbed the footy, got the quick handball off, and they kicked the goal. Um, because the poor goal was willing to wear the tackle. And that's, like, they're big, they're big differences. Um, because, you know, if it had taken that footy, even if got run to ground and we get a ball up or, um, or something like that, you know, that's better than getting the goal kicked on you. That at least puts up to 50 50 chance of us getting the ball out. Um, but he's not willing to wear that, that tackle. Um, so as good as he can run, as good as he can kick, and, um, you know, as, as built as he looks, like he's, he's a strong looking mate, um, but without that willingness for the contest, I don't see how that's going to fit into that culture that Ben Martin's trying to build, that blue collar sort of culture. Um, so, yeah, I would much rather... Like yourself, James, see a a, um, a Perkins or um, you know, even a, a Guelphy, um come back because you know Guelphy doesn't doesn't like that want to um, hunt the footy. So um, I'd much rather see him running up and down the ground with the bottom jumper than um, Tom Carla, who at the moment um, yeah isn't doing himself many favours mine. No, uh, Nick Cox, number one draft pick for us last year, um, got his second game, and as you said, mate, he got his first goal, which was great to see. Um, yeah, he doesn't win a whole heap of the footy yet, and um, we wouldn't expect him to be amassing, you know, twenty plus possessions. But he actually worked. Uh, you know, his fitness is obviously elite, and uh, you know, I just liked his endeavour. Uh, even when he didn't have the ball himself, he always uh, put in. A lot of effort to try and put pressure on the port player with the ball, um, and I think you know as we said, mate. Once he starts uh, building into that frame, um, and you know really showing that he's a two hundred centimeter player, um, yeah, he's going to be a real weapon for us going forward. And uh, I'm just glad that we're starting to put some games into him, and you know, I think that's the way you fast track uh, a player like Nick Cox. Yeah, 100% James. Um, a lot of uh, real talent 
Coast guy. Yes, she's uh, still raw because you can see glimpses now and then. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to watch him uh, continuing to develop and um, yeah, see what he can, he can do. But, uh, yeah, so this game, um, yeah, all of them for development and he's certainly shown that. Yeah, Jordan Ridley, uh, we both gave him, uh, well, best on, mate. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, like, let's face it, I don't expect to see Jordan get a vote in the Brownlow voting. Um, it wasn't that kind of game, even though we were, you know, mutually agreed that he's, you know, probably our best player. But um, with Jordan, he's Mr. Consistency, and uh, that's really admirable. Uh, and he's just such a good user of the ball, as we say. You know, he, um, he really is going to be, again, a, a real weapon. And that's what I mean. Like, we're starting to amass some of these young players that can actually, um, you can actually see them being really good players in, in a good team. And um, let's hope the club can build to be a good team and we'll see some of these characteristics come out even more so um, once these guys are playing in a, in a well-established side that hopefully... Um, is going to be a finals team going forward. Yeah, well, as uh, John Westwell said, John Westwell said, mate, uh, we're building to be a great team. <laughs> um, so we'll see how that goes. But, uh, you know, yeah, really, I don't have to be dumb. Um, yeah, I could speak forever about that guy, but um, I don't miss much more than he's said. Um, was our best on the day. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure he'll uh, get plenty of opportunity to show his wares throughout the season because uh, I think the ball's going to spend a lot of time with Yeah. Uh, Jaden Laverty, mate, you gave him a vote. And um, I agree. Defensively, I thought he was our best lockdown defender. And um, yeah, his efforts are outstanding in terms of, uh, again, he's undersized, but he, uh, he, he is someone who can definitely uh, about above his average in terms of strength. He's actually a really strong, powerful build um, and he'll definitely um, you know, leave nothing unturned and you know, considering he's played mainly forward at AFL level, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how he develops down there um, and obviously I think we'll see Laverty be even better once we get you know, maybe a James Stewart back, back there to lock down and um, maybe not this year, but you know, if Michael Hurley can come back um, either late in the year or next year, um, hopefully you know, someone with a bit of experience can fast-track Jaden. But, yeah, I thought he was our best uh, defender in terms of trying to lock down on his opponent. Yep, I agree with that, James. Um, kept at it all day. Yeah, it was a fifth year. Um, yeah, even uh, in the Champions Nick Hind, um, again, mate, we both gave him votes and uh, it's been a good induction back into Essendon. Um, you know, his, his uh, speed's 
you know, really going to be good. And again, he's another one who's going to look even better when we're playing good footy ourselves. Um, you know, I thought he worked really hard playing on Raz. Um, gave him a bit of a clip, mate. I, I was wondering if the uh, if Michael Christian would have a look at that because there was a little bit of a jumper punch. Um, and I thought, uh, no, in our luck, that'll be picked up. But I haven't seen anything come through. Um, not sure if that's going to be decided on tomorrow. But, um, yeah, I, I really like the way Nick's attacked, his, uh, attacked the play down there. And um, it's strange when Sydney, uh, sorry, St Kilda used him as a mainly playing up forward. Um, yeah, I think he's definitely well suited for us, uh, originally at least, uh, playing on that halfback flank. Recruits, mate. Peter Wright, um, tough day at the office. Uh, was forced to play ruck, and um, yeah, after Sammy Draper went down, and uh, I've got to say, mate, he doesn't look like a natural ruckman to me, even though he's two meter Peter. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think it's a little bit worrying. Um, Peter Wright, we saw him take a, a really good uh, mark down there in the forward line as well. Um, but he actually went back and missed that goal, and they're the ones we need him to kick. But um, I think that with Peter Ride, um, him and Hooker down there, mate, we're not going to be uh, winning too many 100-metre races in our forward line um, with those two being um, being the catalyst down there. But, um, yeah, let's just say it was a tough day at the office for him, but um, I think with Peter Wright, we've just got to keep persevering and, um, let's face it, he didn't play any senior games last year, so I'm prepared to give Peter a good chance. To, and we've got to say, the ball was living down in our back line as well, so um, it wasn't easy for him to find on the day. And uh, Let's hope he gets a few more opportunities against St Kilda. Um, 
Harrison Jones, um, look, let's face it, it was a really tough day at the office for Harrison. Um, had the one shot at goal from about 55 metres out, which obviously, um, you know, I was kind of pleased that he he tried to back himself in and obviously he didn't have the leg to, to do that um, into that pocket. But, um, yeah, I think um, with Harrison, uh, we've just got to be patient with him. Um, you know, last week... Obviously, we don't want to go over it too much, but like, had the, all those shots at goal, and I'm sure a few mental demons came out, mate, just you know, to, to get inside his head. So I was really glad that when he took that mark, he he thought, yeah, I've got the ball, I'm still going to have a, a go, which is really pleasing. It'd be more worrying if um, yeah, he's going to get marks and then he wants to pass it off because he doesn't want that pressure. So, um, and look, the way the ball was coming into our forward line, I don't hold Harrison. Um, to account for any of that, and uh, uh, I'm just I'm very patient with Harrison Jones. I think he's going to be a real player for us, and um, yeah, I just uh, hope our supporters do as well, because I think it's going to pay dividends down the future. pretty good return really uh, again ball didn't get up there very often um, and oh, he could have had a couple more to be honest but um, yeah I thought Kale did everything he he uh, he could like, and like he, he's never going to win a lot of possession counts I think he only had the eight possessions mate and um, yeah another goal he'd probably get him on votes but um, because you know to kick three is uh, no small effort when you're only kicking nine or so for the game Goose, as I remember, 
Mason Redmond, I gave him a vote, and um, as I said, he was uh, he wasn't outstanding, but you know, I, I did like his endeavour. And as I said, um, it's it a far improvement from last year, mate. Where um, every time he went near the ball, something bad happened. Um, I thought he started to look a little bit more confident um, going for the ball, and um, you know, I just hope that um, yeah, Mason's going to build into this season because. I said it wasn't that long ago that we saw him as a real shining light. Yeah, look, I actually quite like Mason Rivers as a player. Thought um, he did show some good signs, like yourself, James. Um, it's like yeah, a bit of a dash of half back, took a couple of bounces, um, yeah, went for a few tackles. Um, so, you know, to me, um, I'd really like to see him being played on the wing. Uh, yeah, I think he's, he seems like a good runner, he's a good user of the footy. Uh, I think he could be really damaging there. So, um, I don't know, we'll see what happens uh, down the road. But, um, yeah, in defence, uh, I don't know. I think there's still areas in this game where it can be a bit, uh, a bit wanting. Uh, but, you know, he doesn't like for effort. Uh, so, yeah, I'd, I'd say average game from Redmond. Um, but, you know, all stands to be corrected. Um, I know some people closer than I, but um, no, I'll, I'll still see a real player in him. Yeah, Ned Carl. Um, <laughs> he had a real, real tough game, mate. Um, I've, I've never seen a player double clutch at the ball so much in, uh, except for Travis Collier. Um <laughs> I was going to call him Iron Hands on the day, mate, because um, every time he put his hands near the ball, it just, yeah, he never took it cleanly. And um, I think uh, Ben Rutten must have seen that too because uh, I think late in the game he, he got pushed forward to play more of a forward role rather than down the back line. But, yeah, he, maybe it's a confidence thing, but, yeah, he looked uh, very jittery out there, especially um, at the heat of the contest. Because um, he does seem like a pretty skillful player. Like when you see him at training and drills and stuff like that, um, you know, he just seems to have some skills, like a, just a real good awareness of the footy. Um, but uh, to me, it looks like we're, we're sort of wasting him down back. I don't think the experiment has worked. Um, I know they're trying to, well, what it looks like to me, they're trying to find an area of the groundwork where we can get games into him. Um, Braden Ham, 
made it. Uh, he tries hard. Like you can see the way he runs uh, you know, through the contest and so forth. And he actually took a really nice back mark, mate, which is um, not something I'd expect to say about Braden Ham. But uh, mate, he just not didn't have uh, a great impact on the competition on the contest um, on the day. And um, yeah, that kicking he really needs to improve it. There's, uh, there's a shot goal that he had um, after taking that pack mark and you know, he never gave it a chance and um, yeah look he's he's an elite runner um, but I think where we're at as a club we need more than that and um, yeah, Braden's you know I think he's got a one year deal mate so he really needs to uh, try to um, be more more impactful and We've commented he's put a bit of size on, which we can notice, um, and he's got a great endurance tank and everything. So um, I'm wondering how we're going to be using him. Yeah, you know, could he be a player that you could turn into maybe a tagger? And like he doesn't have the physical strength of a tagger, but he could run with um, your your elite runners in the competition. And and um, you know I'm thinking aloud, mate. But if you played Carlton, for example, you could very easily put him on a Walsh and um, you know, I think those he could follow him and put a bit of heat on the contest. So I think that's how you're going to use Braden Ham um, until he has more confidence to be able to use his attributes in a positive sense. Yeah, I think that's the word, James. Confidence. Um, you know, he doesn't seem to back himself. Like those um, first few games he played, what is it, a year or so ago? Now, um, you know. I don't know, it's like he, um, he's like, all right, I've got my chance at AFL footy, I've got to give it everything. Um, and he, he seems to have, like, a real good dash, but now, yeah, if he, if he gets the footy, um, he's more, it's like he's going into safety. So I'm like, oh, I, I don't want to stuff this up, as opposed to, oh, I'm going to try to make an attacking option. That's how I'm sort of reading it, because, um, like, he's, he does seem like a beautiful kick in a footy, but he's, um, I don't know, he just seems to butcher it a bit uh, against the board. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know, plenty to work with there. He's a good runner, but I guess because he's um, very small in stature and everything like that, I personally don't think he has great defensive awareness. I don't think he worked out well as a tagger. Yes, he's got the tank for it, uh, but I'm not sure if he's got the game for it. Yeah, I think he's more your, your attacking uh, sort of winger. Uh, yeah, I, I, but I feel like he had a pretty average game against Ford that yeah, didn't really have much of an impact on the game. Uh, that's right. And um, I thought Will Snelling tried really hard, mate. Um, yeah, he, he laid five tackles on the day, and I thought he's yeah you know, he kicked goal and. He gave one off to Nick Cox, and um, yeah, so I was actually applauded his game more because, like last week, I was more questioning, you know, at that height, if you're not going to have real impact in the game, you know, are you better off trying someone who can be a bit more um, creative and yeah, you know, a bit more challenging for the defence to lock down on? But um, yeah, I think on the back of his efforts on um, against Port. Uh, he definitely tries hard, and he has got a nice kick on him uh, delivering the ball. So he had to kick a goal himself and then uh, give Nick Cox one. And, um, 
you know, with a nice pass. I think, uh, you know, there's something to be worked with him, but um, as I said, I, I just don't know if he'll ever be a real damaging player. Yeah, I, I think, again, it's that role we're playing. Like, if he was just playing a, a small forward role or, um, I don't know, half forward place, but I like, I think that's kind of where we're playing. But it's, it's that role, especially when you're not, Finish off, um, we saw AMT, Anthony McDonald tip Woody, uh, kick three, could have kicked probably a couple more, mate. Um, you know, could have had a bag of five, but, um, you know, considering how much the ball wasn't in our forward line, only 39 forward entries, um, yeah, that's why I thought he was worthy of votes. And, um, you know, he, he definitely uh, has a strong endeavour for the for the footy club, which is really pleasing to see. And, um, yeah, let's hope we can get a bit more forward entries and we can see the best to tip our, um, you know, as the season goes on. Yeah, like, yeah, that's all the game. Um, and the thing I, I loved most about his game was he, yeah, he was throwing his body around. Uh, there was a massive bump on Harlan and, um, you know, a few others where he, he really laid the body in, which was excellent to see. Um, and obviously, a straight up kick a few himself, um, so he got really dangerous. Yeah, that was a really good, um, really good game from Tipperton line uh, because it was a full quarter effort. There was no stage where he was totally out of the game, uh, so yeah, I thought he played quite well. Yeah, so he looked, he's looking a much fitter. Well, again, mate, I think that's all the players we had to go through. So um, I think we might wrap it up here. Um, you know, we usually do some predictions on who's going to come in and out, but um, because we don't play the next Saturday night or Saturday afternoon twilight um, against the Saints, um, I think it's too much spitballing, mate, uh, especially with all those injuries. So um, with the audio, we'll probably end it there, mate. Um, so again, to all our listeners, sorry if uh, this episode's been a bit off. Um, as I said, uh, we still wanted to do one even though we lost. Um, and we totally understand if you really hated the commentary on this because of the audio or, or because of the people, <laughs> I guess. Um, but uh, <laughs> I just hope that um, all Bomber fans, uh, we get a bit of uh, a bit of uh, better 
better things to look at uh, next Saturday uh, against the Saints. So with that, I'm going to say, go Bombers. <laughs> <laughs>